Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa, www.islamhouse.com is pleased to present to you this lecture. Alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiruhu A'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malin Min yahdihi allahu falamudillalah Wama yudlil falahadiyalah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوضا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة كل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise and seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him and seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions indeed whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. All Muslims must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The words of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have the taqwa of Allah. And don't die unless you are in a state of Islam. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, this class, it will be a continuation to our subject which we had started few days ago. This will, this will be the third class concerning common mistakes that happened during the Salah or things related to the Salah. And we already discussed most of the things that related to the Adhan. And inshallah, today we have other things related 
I'm directly to the event, which is the first issue as a common mistake that some Muslims after the event is called and they are in the mosque, they leave the mosque. And this is wrong. If a Muslim present in the time of the prayer and the event is called, this person is not supposed to leave unless there is something emergency or a harm may occur to him. In the collection of the Imam Muslim, Rahmatullahi Alayhi, and Abi Shafi'i, كنا قعودا في المسجد مع أبو هريرة مع أبي هريرة فأذن المؤذن فقام رجل من المسجد يمشي فأتبعه أبو هريرة بصرة حتى خرج من المسجد فقال أبو هريرة أما هذا فقد عصى أبا القاسم This hadith in the collection of الإمام مسلم رحمة الله عليه reported from أبو الشفعاء He said we were sitting in the mosque with Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. While the Adhan is being called, a man got up and started walking. Abu Huraira kept staring at him until he left the mosque. After this, Abu Huraira said, as for this person, indeed he had disobeyed Abu Qasim. That means he had disobeyed the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Nawawi rahmatullahi alayhi. He said, Qaraahatu al-Khuruji min al-Masjid ba'da al-Adhan hatta yusalli al-Maktuba illa al-Udr. Wallahu a'lam. That a dislike for a person to leave the mosque after the Adhan is being called until he performs the obligatory prayer, unless there is a valid excuse. The second issue for today, making a schedule for the time of Ikrama. And the author of the book, Jami' Akhtai Musallin, Sheikh Mis'id Kamil Mustafa, he said one of the serious things that became common in most masajid that they have a schedule hanging there in the wall to let you know what time the ikama going to take place. And he gave example of one of the mosques said morning prayer 25 minutes after the event. Zuhr prayer, 15 minutes the iqama after the event. Asr, 15 minutes. Maghrib, 10 minutes. Isha, 15 minutes. The sheikh said, the people who do such acts, they have no back up from the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
The authentic son of Rasulullah sallallahu didn't make a specific time for the ikama. The only thing to be taken in consideration is the presence of those people who are going to make the salah. And for the time of Maghrib, to allow the people time to make two rak'at if they wish to do so. <coughs> We see the practice of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when you used to be hot and summer, he used to delay salat al-zuhr closer to the time of Asr, so the weather can be better and easier on the Muslims to attend the Jama'ah. And he said that Shiddat al-Harram in Fihi Jahannam, that the severe heat during the summer is from the breeze of hellfire. And if the weather is cold, so the Prophet ﷺ, he will make the ikama of the Salah area. As for the Isha' prayer, sometimes the Prophet ﷺ prayed in the beginning of the time. If they see the people get together, and if the people didn't show up, he will delay the prayer. Sometimes the Prophet ﷺ used to pray Zuhr, in the middle of the day, while it's so hot, to such a degree that the Sahaba used to put the sleeves, their sleeves, on the ground because the ground used to be so hot. So from this, we see that the Prophet ﷺ used to make the ikama whenever he sees the people get together. So, he did not make a special time between the Adhan and the Iqama, but if he sees the people already gathered, he will make the Iqama. If the people did not show up, he will wait until they show up. This is the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Also from the common mistakes that some people, they recited Qur'an between Adhan and Iqama with a loud voice, which Iman will take a seat and will recite and the rest of the people sit and listen. And the Sheikh says this is a disturbance for the other people who coming from the outside because they were supposed to pray two rak'ah sunnah for entering the mosque. So by doing such a thing, you are disturbing the people. Also, there is some people who would like to remember Allah, or make dua, or recite Qur'an for themselves. So by having one person reciting Qur'an, before the ikama, this will be a disturbance 
for the other Muslims. And enough sin that is not something that been recommended by the Prophet, neither been known by the Sahaba. So this is not right. Number four. Some people mistakenly believe the one who caused the event, it has to be the same one who caused the Ikama. <coughs> and some people, they utilize hadith which say, Man azana fahuwa yuqim. The one who caused the adhan is the one who supposed to make the ikama. But this hadith is da'if. As Ibn Hatim had mentioned this in the book of Al-Ilal. And he said this is hadith is munkar. It's fabricated. And another they said that is da'if. Sheikh Muhammad Nasr al-Din al-Albani rahmatullahi alayhi after he saw, showed the defect of such a hadith he made a comment and he said this had caused some problems between the people inside the mosque that because sometimes the muazzin he is not available to make the ikama he may want to refresh his wudu or use the bathroom. And some people, they want to make the ikama so they can leave, make their salah and leave. So the other people, they will hold them back and say, no, you have to wait for the person who called the adhan to make the ikama. And this is not right. Number five, from the common mistakes, that done by some Muslims that before they make the iqamat salah they make salah and salam ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa with a loud voice for the purpose the people to know that they about to make iqama they say Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala abdika rasulika Muhammad Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala abdika rasulika Muhammad Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik ala abdika wa rasulika Muhammad. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, ashadu la ilaha illa Allah, ashadu anna Muhammadur Rasulullah. And this is bid'ah. Number six. Some Muslims, when the Mu'azzin say, qad iqamat al-salah, they will repeat and say, aqamaha Allahu wa adamaha. And this is something very, very common, especially in Arabia. When the Muslims say, قَدْ قَامَتُ الصَّلَاةُ قَدْ قَامَتُ الصَّلَاةُ They will say, أَقَامَهَ اللَّهُ وَأَدَامَهَا May Allah keep it always remain established and maintained. The Shaykh said, This has not been confirmed from the Prophet wasallam. And if these people concerned about doing something right, why they did not follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which he said, when you hear the muazzin, repeat after him, or say similar to what he's saying. 
شيخ ابن باز رحمة الله عليه سيد ويستحب أن يجاب المقيم كما يجاب المؤذن ويقول عند قول المقيم قد قامت الصلاة مثله قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة شيخ ابن باز رحمة الله عليه سيد It is prefer for the person to answer the, the person who made the ikama the same way that he answered the muaddin, i.e. to repeat after him in adhan and to repeat after him for ikama. So when he say qad qamat al-salah, you're supposed to say what? Qad qamat al-salah. Number seven. Some people believe mistaken that if you made iqamat salah and after this with some time before the imam starts his prayer that you have to make the iqamah again. They say that you are not supposed to separate between the iqamah and the salah. They feel that if a person talk or the imam did something, this violates the ikama, so you have to make the ikama again. And there is no evidence for this from the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi in his book, he said, باب الإمام تعرض له حاجة بعد الإقامة ثم ساق حديث أنس قال أقيمة الصلاة والنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يناجي رجلا في جانب المسجد فما قام إلى الصلاة حتى نام القوم إمام البخاري say something happened to the imam chapter concerning something it may comes up for the imam after the saying of Iqama and he mentioned Hadith Anas that the Salah been established i.e. the Iqama while the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa was talking with a man having a conference with a man in one side of the mosque the Prophet sallallahu alayhi didn't start the prayer until the people already most of them they fall sleeping also in another hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari from Abu Huraira radiallahu an that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came to us and we already straightened the ranks and while he's about to say Allahu Akbar to start the prayer, he turned around and he said to us, remain in your place. We remain standing up waiting on him. The Prophet ﷺ came while water is dropping from his head. The Prophet ﷺ, he had went and took a shower and he came with the salah without a new ikama.
Imam Al-Hafiz Ibn Hajar in his book Al-Fatih Fatih Al-Bari The Explanation of Sahih Al-Bukhari by Hafiz Ibn Hajar He made a comment about Hadith Abu Huraira He said the permissibility of separating between the Iqama and Takbirat Al-Ihram to start the prayer if something happened or took place Number eight. Some of the Muslims, when the Mu'azzin say, As-salatu khayru min al-nawm, they will say, Sadaqta wa bararta. He said the truth. Also, this is a common mistake. When the Mu'azzin calls the adhan, for Salat al-Fajr and he say as-salatu khayru min al-nawm the people said sadaqta wa bararta or they would say sadaqa rasulullah the Prophet sallallahu said the truth and this is not supported by any hadith the proper thing that when you hear the mu'adhin you repeat similar to him Sheikh Ibn Baz rahmatullah alayhi said it is preferred and it's better and mustahab and excellent for you to say when the mu'adhin say as-salatu khayrun min al-naw you say as-salatu khayrun min al-naw you repeat like him because this was the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa instructed us Also from the common mistakes that some people believe mistakenly that a person could not call the adhan if he doesn't have wudu. The correct thing this is better. When you remember Allah or you call the adhan that you have wudu but this is not a condition. The adhan is not a salah. And the adhan and the iqama is not part of the salah. The Prophet said, Tahimuha takbir. The beginning of the prayer is Allahu Akbar. And the ending of it is Assalamu Alaikum. So, anything before Allahu Akbar is not salah, so is no required for wudu. Qatada, may Allah be pleased with him. He didn't see any harm for a person to call the adhan without wudu. Also from the common mistakes that some people, some Muslims believe mistakenly that a child could not call the adhan. Children who reach age of puberty or 10 years old, they for them to be trained and to carry this responsibility. We see that the Prophet ﷺ had allowed Amr ibn Salama to lead the people in Salah, his people in Salah, and he was 6 years old. 
And as we understand that the Salah is much important than the Adhan, and more serious than Adhan. Also from the common mistake that some people believe that Salah is not correct if the Mu'addin made a mistake in the Iqamah. Again, we say that the Iqama and the Adhan is something separate from the Salah. The Prophet ﷺ said, Tahrimuha Takbir, that the beginning and the opening of the prayer is by saying Allahu Akbar, not by the Adhan, not by the Iqama. So if any mistake happen in the Iqama or the Adhan, this does not violate the Salah itself. Also, some people, they recite Surah Al-Ikhlas three times before the Iqama. And this also to let the people know that they are about to make the Salah. And this is Bid'ah. It's not something been known or taught by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And finally and last, for our today session, due to the fact that my throat is not helping me, and also that we're going to be starting a new subject next week related to the masajid, the mosques, one last thing, that some Muslims, they got to the habit of putting the Quran on the floor, besides their feet while they're making salah. That some Muslims, they be sitting waiting for the iqama and holding the Qur'an, reading it. And after this, they get up to make two rak'at sunnah, or the iqama is established, and they put the Qur'an in the floor beside their feet. The Sheikh says that this is a disrespect to the Qur'an, and the Qur'an should be honored and respected and magnified and be put in a higher place, not beside your feet. This is not from the adab and the discipline that we're supposed to show towards the Book of Allah. And he had mentioned hadith here. And the hadith in the collection of Abu Dawood, and he said that is authentic. And the hadith reported by Ibn Umar, that the group of the Jews came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And they invited him to their place. And they said, O oh, Abu Qasim, a man among us, had committed fornication. So judge between us. And they presented the Prophet ﷺ with a pillow to sit on it. The Prophet ﷺ sat on the pillow. 
And after this, he told them, bring the Torah. So when they brought the Torah, the Prophet ﷺ removed the pillow from under him. <coughs> and, he <coughs> and he put the Torah on it. <coughs> And this shows how the Prophet ﷺ had respected the book of the Torah. So the Quran and the book of Allah deserve much more than the Torah, especially after the addition and the deletion that had happened to it. So for the Muslim lay down the Qur'an on the floor beside his feet this not a respect and we need to learn how to honor and respect the book of Allah please forgive me for the short class but inshallah like I said because my voice from the khutbah today is not plus I've been up since 5 o'clock and we're going to be starting a new subject, inshallah. So this is, inshallah, small feeling for Sheikh Ibrahim. And thank you for listening. Jazakumullah khairan. And you have a good night, inshallah, everybody. In conclusion, we ask Allah that he brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh, 114-57, Saudi Arabia. Phone, 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.